Hello, my friend. Welcome back. I'm so excited to be with you here on the Hairstylist Rising podcast. And I want to ask you a question. Have you ever thought about starting a digital course or stepping into education, coaching, or consulting in the beauty industry? Because if so, you are not going to want to miss today's episode. Me and my friend Stephanie Mitchell are diving into the topic of is an online course your next move as a beauty pro? So we're going to talk about online education and the freedom that it provides you and how you can leverage it to grow your business. We're going to talk about if you were to start a digital course, what would you teach? So we're diving into course topic selection. We're also answering the golden question, and that is if you do start a digital course, who do you sell it to? We're going to talk also about probably the most important topic, and that is building confidence in yourself. How do you find that confidence and where do you even get started when it comes to creating a digital course or online education? Now, in this episode, I accidentally dropped a little bomb, and so I'm going to spill the beans for you before we even get into it. My signature coaching program, Beauty Biz Brand Academy, is going to be retired after this next round. So I am going to be hosting the last live round of Beauty Biz Brand Academy starting October 2nd, and you can join now if you want to be a part of it. You will still get lifetime access to all the curriculum. You will get eight weeks of coaching during which I'm going to walk you through creating your brand, making sure you're showing up authentically online, how to set up all of your online visibility markers, and truly we're going to walk you through setting up a magnetic brand and marketing strategy in just eight weeks. This is the last time you're going to be able to do this particular container live with me as your coach. And honestly, the reason for this is that businesses evolve as we evolve. And so I think it's really important to allow ourselves that freedom and flexibility. And I have some really exciting and amazing things coming in 2024. So we are just creating space for that evolution. I've got an episode coming out in a couple of weeks. Where we're going to talk all about that allowing yourself to evolve and step into whatever that next version of your future looks like. But because we do drop that in today's episode, I wanted to just make sure you knew. So if you have been sitting on the back burner or if you've been thinking about doing coaching with me for a while, head to Jody slash BBBA. You can also send me a DM on Instagram if you have any questions at it's Jody Brown. And it's interesting because one of the things looking back that I see is that a lot of my students from Beauty Biz Brand Academy, they have gone on to create really incredible businesses for themselves. Some of them are stepping into education. Some of them are stepping into salon ownership, opening suites. And what they all have in common is that once they got clear and confident on their brands and learned the, the skills, the foundational marketing skills required to build a thriving business, they all had the confidence to pursue that next level in their careers. So if that resonates with you and you are someone who would like to join me inside the last ever live round of Beauty Biz Brand Academy, send me a DM on Instagram or head to Jody slash BBBA and you can get all the information you need about how you can join me inside of that 
container. And with that being said, I'm so excited to get into today's episode with my dear friend, Stephanie Mitchell, and we're going to talk all about what it looks like to build an online course as a beauty pro. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here, we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. I am so excited to have my friend Stephanie Mitchell back on the show today, and we're going to talk about something that I think has been on a lot of minds recently. So Stephanie is going to lend her expertise to the topic of starting an online course for a digital business as a beauty professional. Thank you so much for being here, Stephanie. I'm really excited to have you. Yay. It's always so much fun chatting with you, Jody. And like we were talking before, like it's even hard to press that report button on the podcast because we've got so much to <laughs> chat about beforehand. But yeah, we've got so much stuff to get into today. So much. And yeah, I think every time we record, we're always at least like 30 minutes past the scheduled time when we actually hit that record button. But this stuff is too good not to share and not to talk mm-hmm. about. Before we get into it, For anyone who maybe hasn't heard the past episodes that you've been on, for my newer listeners, can you just give a brief introduction of yourself, your story, and what you do within our industry? Yeah, absolutely. So I am Canadian. I'm from the Toronto area. And so my background is in marketing. I lived in lots of different places around the world. Right now I live in Italy. My husband's Italian. A few months ago, I gave birth to my son, Francesco. So yeah, I'm a new mom and it's been a crazy journey. And he's just like the sweetest, sweetest little baby ever. He doesn't look Italian at all. My husband's like super dark <laughs> and my baby ended up with like white blonde hair and the bright blue eyes. He's so He cute. is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, I, my background is in marketing. And then several years ago, I started working with in the beauty industries. I started out having a marketing agency doing all different types of marketing for salons and spas. And then a few years ago, I shifted my focus and I now teach. So very on topic for what we're chatting about today. I have an online course and I actually teach Facebook and Instagram advertising to independent beauty professionals. So Anyone who does like lashes or brows or hair or waxing, spray tanning. I've got a lot of microbleeders, makeup artists, like so many different types of beauty professionals are in my program and they all have in common that they want more people to find out about their business. I love Facebook and Instagram advertising. I could talk about it like forever. It's been a huge part of how it built my business. So I have a program called the Ad Lab where I teach that and also... Tons of people in my community have asked me about, Stephanie, you have the ad lab, I've taken it, or I've seen you talking about it a lot, and I'd love to do something similar. I'd like to have an online course. 
Where do I start? How do I do it? How did you do it? So recently I have been diving in more into helping beauty professionals like figure out this additional income stream of online education. And that's what we're going to chat about today. Oh, I love this topic. Thank you for introducing yourself. And for anyone who's interested in listening to Stephanie's take on Instagram ads and how she helps her clients use them to attract new people into their businesses. We do have an episode all about that. If you haven't binged that episode yet, definitely go take a listen because it is so good. You really do get so in-depth about how to use Instagram and Facebook ads. And I love that you noticed that some of your students were wanting to get into that digital education space because I have noticed the exact same thing. And we are hosting, obviously, our retreats are for beauty industry entrepreneurs and educators. And one thing I noticed when I was actually looking back at alumni of my programs, because I always keep in touch, I like to get all in with the people that I work with. And so I'm always following their journey. And so many of them are wanting to start that journey. And I think that it's such a beautiful opportunity for us to create something that we can make money outside of being behind the chair. Also, not only that, it's not only just about the financial aspect because there are so many different ways to make money. Part of it too is I think that for those of us who are really passionate about this industry, there is so much satisfaction and purpose found in helping other beauty pros do the things that we are naturally good at and the Mm -hmm. things that we have perfected in our own businesses and in our own skill set. So there's so many beautiful reasons to look at this opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. It's something that it's changed my life. It's given me the freedom to move to Italy when I didn't know what I was, I would have done for a job. Otherwise, it gives me mobile freedom. You, same thing for you. Like we were talking before about how you're able to travel, how maybe you would want to move countries eventually. Like it gives so much freedom, whether or not you want traveling is part of that. But like financial freedom, like freedom over your schedule a lot more, not having to like trade time for dollars with working on -on one-on-one clients. So yeah, it's definitely a business model that's taking off. I love this conversation. So let's get into, I think one of the biggest questions that beauty pros have is what would I teach? (laughs) Because there's so much that goes into running your business. Obviously it's very multifaceted. And I've shared on the podcast before, like how I got into my education journey was attending a class and realizing halfway, not even halfway, but halfway through the Q&A section that someone asked a question about social media and they were like asking about how they use it to market their business. And the person who was teaching the class was like, oh, that's, I don't really teach social media because it was about business and balayage. As she was saying this, all the other stylists in the room started chiming in about how they weren't getting results and they resented all the time they were spending and all of those things. And so for me, it was like a very clear aha moment that, oh, not everyone is naturally good at this. Not everyone knows this stuff. Because we tend to take our own knowledge and our own zone of genius for granted. Yeah. So how would you tell, how would you say is the best way to start digging into that and thinking for someone who maybe didn't have that aha moment, where do you even start thinking about what you would teach? Because there's so many facets. Yeah. And I had the same problem when I was first thinking about going into education. I was like, 
what do I teach? I could teach so many different things. And in fact, like I have done different courses and on totally different topics. And sometimes they have bombed and sometimes they've done really well. So my first course ever that I taught was about like visual branding. And the funny thing is that's not even my like zone of genius. It's just something that I thought, oh, that would probably do well as a course. It didn't end up doing well over like a year and a half of selling that course. I think I sold like a thousand dollars in programs. And for some people that could be good for me, that was like a failure. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I struggled at the beginning. Same thing. Of, I could teach anything like related to marketing. Like I help with a lot of different sides of marketing. What could I teach? And so what I ended up doing and everybody's advice for this will be different, but I ended up the second course that I did. I ended up saying, hey, I don't want to do that again, where I invest all this time and money and energy into building a course that nobody wants. And at the end of the day, that I'm not even interested in teaching. So what I did was I tested the waters a bit. This time I chose a topic that I had people ask me about before. And I launched a mini like workshop course. So I just recorded my screen with Zoom while I was doing something. I think it was like a 45 minute recording. And I sent out a quick email to my email list and I said, hey, here's a $30 course that I'm selling. It teaches you how to do something very specific, which was actually like how to set up Facebook and Instagram ads on the back end. And I was like, we'll see how it does. And I ended up in one day, I sold like $700 in courses. And for me, wow. like that was like insane. I was like, Holy $30 I did not, each. Yeah, I didn't not wow. expect that to happen. And I was like, whoa, this is something that people are seriously interested in. It was like a totally different reaction compared to the first course that I did. Right. So um, I would say a few different things for my advice for choosing a topic. First of all, choose something that people have asked you about in the past. So if people like say something like, hey, Kaylee, do you mind if I pick your brain about how you started your salon suite business? Or, hey, Jennifer, like, I, you're really good at doing balayage. Do you mind if I, like, if we do a call and you can, like, give me some tips? Like, yeah. think in your, think over the past year, what have people asked you about a lot? Whether that's, like, friends, family, like, other colleagues in the industry, et cetera. Second of all, Teach something that you're actually interested in and passionate about because this could become your full career and it is not easy. It's not a cakewalk. So you want to teach something that you actually enjoy and that you're willing to work hard on and put in time and effort into because otherwise it's going to be what happened to me, which is my first course didn't sell. Do I keep wanting to investing time and money into this topic that I'm not even interested in? The answer right. was no. And then also my piece of advice would be like, test the waters a little bit. Don't go all in into a course that you haven't proven that people are actually interested in. So do a mini workshop, teach a free class, sell a low price like easy, like something that you didn't even work that hard on just to test right. it. Those would be my three pieces of advice if you're not really sure what topic to go into. That's really smart because you're also validating it as you go. Yeah. And I particularly love that you started with something that was that lower barrier to entry because I think sometimes when people think about validating a workshop or something, they'll put up Instagram polls and things like that. It's very easy for someone to say, yeah, I'm interested in that. It's a different story for someone to actually, even a small amount of money, put yeah. down money 
to yeah. learn about a topic. So I think that's a much more effective method of validation. For sure. For sure. So the other thing that I am sure is going through the heads of so many of my listeners right now is I don't know who I would sell it to. I don't have mm-hmm. an audience yet. So for someone who is like behind the chair right now, and I also just actually, before I ask this question, I'm going to just backtrack to something else you said because I don't want to forget this. I love that you pointed out that this is something that you will have to work on. When you start a digital course, you are starting a new business. So that's something yeah. to be very mindful of when you go into this. And it is absolutely worth it. I am so happy that I went into the digital education space. It mm-hmm. has been the most rewarding journey, but it is work. It's starting yeah. a new business. It's like starting your hair career over again. You're a beginner now, which yeah. means I think if you can shift your mindset to I'm building something, I'm building an asset that's going to generate income and impact for me for years to come versus I'm looking for some passive income so I can get rich quick. Like it's a very different mindset and I think a very different success rate. Moving into the audience question. So what are your thoughts on that? If someone's starting from scratch, where do they begin in that process? And do you think you need to have an audience pre-built in order to start creating a digital course? You don't have to have an audience pre-built for sure, but you should have low expectations in terms of what you're able to do for like sales and money and revenue and all of that. So if you're fine having just a couple people go through a course that you did just to give you feedback and get some testimonials, then absolutely you don't need to build an audience because you can literally just send a message to your friend who's been asking you about this and be like, hey, I just put this together. Is this something that you'd be interested in learning from me? And then they can buy it from you. And you make a few hundred dollars, you get some feedback and you build your course as you go, which is something that I've done. Like I started out with a crappy version and then every group of students that went through it, I made it better and better. I used feedback. I made the course look better and all of that. So you can definitely do that. If you want to go bigger and not just sell it to people that you know personally, you're going to need to build up an audience. And so a lot of people are the first thing that we think about is our Instagram. And most of our Instagram, like if you're a hairstylist or beauty professional, is probably built up of clients and people who in the chair or at the treatment bed. And that's okay. You probably do have other beauty professionals that follow you too. Yeah, Yeah, so there are people who are watching you and you probably don't even notice And Instagram is the first place that people think of. And I think that it's a great place to get feedback and get your first clients or first students. But if you want to go bigger, like Jody knows this too, you should focus on having an email list of potential buyers, people in the beauty industry, or whoever you're targeting with your course. Those will be your number one buyers. My email list has 36,000 people on it right now. And I've been building it for years now. And it's all people in the beauty industry. And those are people, whenever I have anything to talk about or sell or anything, I send that out. And think about how cool that is. Even if you just have 50 or 100 people, email is something that people pay attention to. And it's something that you can like test out your messaging with. Like I sent that Facebook mini course that I sold for $30. I sent it to my email list and I sold $700 in just a day. So it's very powerful. Then the question is like, how do I build up an email list? So obviously start your email list, start with MailChimp or I use ConvertKit. What do you use for email, Jody? 
So I use Kajabi and also Flowdesk. So I have two separate okay. email lists, one for more agency and then one for my education. Yeah. And so currently I'm using two. We'll consolidate in the future probably, but one of the best things for me initially was to have everything in one place with the automation. So that was yeah. why I chose to go with that, with Kajabi for that. Yeah, for sure. And I've heard really good things about Flowdesk too. Yeah. So there's lots of options out there for having an email list and your goal with your Instagram following should actually be to get people off of Instagram and onto your email list. So yeah. whether you're talking about Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest or Google, or there's so many places to market yourself, your goal should be to get people from that platform onto your email list. What I did was I actually made up a lot of freebies. So freebies are things like PDF downloads or guides or anything related to anything that's like a free piece of content that you've created that people are actually willing to give you their email address in order to download. Totally do that. I've done things like cheat sheets, checklists, templates, anything that's related to the course that you're ultimately thinking of teaching and that people can download for free is a great place to start. And this is a huge topic, but yeah, that's like in a nutshell. Yeah, I think that's so important to think about because like you said, it one of the great things too about starting small is that when I first launched my first ever digital course, so it was a group coaching program and I did it through Instagram stories. And it literally ended up getting, so this was before I, I had an email list. So I did send out some emails, but it was, I wasn't like really serious about it yet. This was just, I was actually recovering from a surgery and I was like, you know what? I just have this very strong desire to teach this topic. And I just wanted to see how it would do essentially. What um, was the topic? So, so this was the first time I ever launched Beauty Biz Brand Academy, which was a branding right. and Instagram program at the time. Now it is a group coaching program, which is I'm actually going to be retiring it come 2024 as a coaching program because of the new things that I have on the horizon, which I'm excited about. But that was the first time I ever launched it. And then like you said, I ended up just taking the feedback, making it better, refining the process, refining the delivery. And the great thing is that every single iteration of the program has gotten the people in it amazing results. And I think I had maybe eight or 10 people in the first round of this program. And having it be smaller really allowed me to get intimately involved in the businesses, mm -hmm. every single person in it, and have a deeper understanding of exactly what they were struggling with, exactly which pieces needed more explanation, like what needed to be tweaked and made better and, mm -hmm. and subtracted and all of the things. So there's nothing wrong with starting small. I have other, oh, yeah. I have peers who launched the first time and it was huge and they were able to do it in different ways. So I think no matter what, just committing to go all in, even if one person joins, and really focusing on that transformation will set you up for massive success. And yeah. you can then be building your audience and building your list and doing all the things along the way. So I don't think there's like a right order per se. And it's so smart to, like you said, manage your expectations because... Yeah, the expectations thing is hard because obviously yeah. we, we want to set goals for, oh, yeah. I'd love to make $10,000 on my first yes. launch. It's probably not going to happen. It could, but it probably won't. And you have mm -hmm. to figure out like, what am I going to do if that doesn't happen? And hopefully the answer will be, I'm going to do an amazing job for these yeah. five people who bought my program. 
and yes. I'm going to knock their socks off and they're going to love it. And they're going to tell everybody else about it. And then I'm going to get amazing testimonials. And then I'll use those testimonials to market my course for the next launch. And like I've said exactly. this before, when I was talking, I did a live last week about it. I think at the beginning, having the experience and the feedback is actually more important than having the revenue because the revenue Agreed. will come eventually, but having that experience and making it be a learning process is makes you so much wealthier than like selling $10,000 in courses. Absolutely. And honestly, I do think like we said before, like it's the best reason to go into this is because you want to create an impact. You want to create a different lifestyle, all of these things. It's not because you want to get rich in six weeks. You know what I mean? Because yeah. in in reality, yes, absolutely. Can it happen? For sure. I've seen some people have massive success off the hop, but I think the more important thing is to have that purpose because there are going to be road bumps or road. Yeah. There's always blocks. There's always things that you have to revisit. If you mm -hmm. can go into it with that experimental mindset, then you're going to be in it for the long haul and to build something really substantial for yourself versus a flash in the pan. Because we've seen so many educators, I know since 2020 particularly, we've seen a lot of educators come and go and for various reasons, which it's not always a bad thing. But I think one of the biggest things is if it's represented as this like super easy, okay, I'm just going to make one, a couple videos and then everyone's going to come to it and I'm not going to have to put any work. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to be disappointed with the outcome because that's not the way that anything works. <laughs> yeah. I have this friend who's not even in the beauty industry, but he was like, oh, Stephanie, it's so cool that you've made so much money with your course. I was thinking just to put together a course teaching and it was about something very specific, which is like how to drive a certain type of boat. And he's like, I could, there's 10,000 people who get certified in this every year. If I can just get 5% of them, I could make X amount of dollars. And yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it sounds great, but think yeah. about it. Like, how are you going to get people to buy this course? And he's like, oh, I don't know. But if they do buy it, I could make some. I was like, no, you have to think about this as a yeah. business. It's not mm -hmm. like this money-making scheme. It's like you have to build a whole business around it. And yeah. you have all these other things going on in your life. Are you sure that you're like ready to commit yeah. to this? Because you might make this course and nobody buys it. And then what? You have yeah. to think about it long term. And I think that a lot of people like don't really have that mindset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's I think that's the biggest surprise because I work with a lot of educators and and the biggest surprise is always like they think that the biggest thing is going to be building the course when in reality mm -hmm. that is not the case. Like building the course yeah. is important, but marketing the course is really a large part of it because that's yeah. how you make impact, right? That's how you help people. Yeah. And it's not just about marketing the course and it's about this a whole nother topic, but between course launches, do you have yeah. a community? What kind of content do you put out? How do you talk about yourself? Like, like you said, it's a whole other business and it's yeah. not just the course. It's what do you do the rest of the year? What do you do? There's all different sides to it. Absolutely. And with that being said, even despite all of that, it is still one of the most incredible career options yeah. I think that our generation is blessed with. For it's sure. Inconceivable, even what, 20, 30 years ago, that yeah. this would even be a possibility. And so, then COVID accelerated it so yes, much too. A hundred percent. So I think that's while there are all these things to consider, it's also if you feel called to this, like it can be one of the most life-changing decisions that you will ever make. And what is your stance on for the educators and for the 
beauty professionals that you see, are most people going into this all in off the hop? Are most people going in still working behind the chair What are or behind the treatment bed, whatever that looks like? What is your take on that? I think I see a lot of people going into it part-time to begin with, testing the waters, realizing I'm actually making more money with this than I was behind the chair, and then maybe like slowly shifting out of it. I think that's a journey that you've done too. So yeah, I think it doesn't need to look just one way. Like I know people who like are salon owners and they are educators, but they still work behind the chair. I know people that like are getting burned out from seeing clients and so they want to transition. I know people that their goal is to travel. And so they build a business like this girl that I know from Ottawa. She she does like bridal hair and makeup, but it's like absolutely exhausting. But it is like a summer business for her. What she does is she does like the in-person like bridal makeup, like the services during the summer. And then has a cosmetics company, is going into education for the rest of the year. So it's flexible. There's so many ways that you can do it. Absolutely. And I see this conversation happening sometimes. And this is where, like, I've seen this happen in the industry a little bit recently about how if you are splitting your time between businesses, you're never going to be successful. If you have more than one business, then you are splitting your focus too much. And I completely disagree because I see people like my agency clients literally daily are having five figure plus launches. They are running multi six figure and seven figure salons. They are traveling to speak at events and they are loving life because they've set up the systems in order to do it. So I think that it's an important thing to point out that this can look different for everyone. For me, I actually did step away from the chair full time at the very beginning of my journey to go all in. And then I accidentally at the same time built a marketing company, which I thought was going to be temporary. And then I just love it so much. That wasn't the case, right? So I was like, this is not something I'm prepared to let go of. And so I built systems and I built a team to support me in that. So I think my view on this is it can look what you want it to look like, but just know at the beginning of anything new, it's like, this phrase, which isn't actually true, but it illustrates my point really well, that Jet uses the majority of its fuel at takeoff. It does use a large percentage. And that's the case, I think, with business as well. So as long as you're prepared to commit that extra time, and I wouldn't necessarily say open a salon and start a digital course in the same month or anything like that yeah. because of that reason. But I think you can absolutely be a multi-passionate and extremely successful entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's totally possible. I love that. Is there anything that you want to add on the topic of digital courses that you want to make sure that my listeners either consider or know before diving in? Yeah, I think it's really important to talk about the confidence thing because that's what stops most of us. And I know this from experience. The first course that I ever wanted to launch I sat on that idea for so many months and I even had the course ready. Like I literally had all the videos, everything. And I was like, no, I'm not ready to launch it yet. I'm not ready to launch it yet. And then looking back, the reason that I was procrastinating on it was because I didn't feel ready to launch it because I felt like nobody cares. Nobody knows who I am. I'm not good enough. I'm not experienced enough. And I think that's the number one thing that's going to stand in most people's way. Because everything else you'll figure out, like you'll Google it, you'll learn from other people, you will do it. 
the big thing is the confidence issue. And the thing is that like standing up and saying, I'm good enough at this to teach other people is hard because maybe, maybe your experience, just as an example. So say you want to teach people how to build a salon suite business from scratch. But at the same time, you're like, I haven't even reached six figures in my business. Who am I to be teaching other people how to start their business if I haven't even done X, Y, Z in mine? But, and I've heard this said before by my business coach, Amy Porterfield, who teaches people how to make online courses. And I learned a lot from her. She said, all you have to be is a few steps ahead of who you want to teach. And I swear you have something valuable to teach them. Even if you have been educating for 10 years, even if you haven't won tons of awards, obviously you want to be great at what you're teaching, but don't think that it that you need to like be the expert on it. In fact, like being a little bit more green at something, still having something valuable to teach, but being a little bit green at it can actually be an asset because you're not so entrenched in like being the expert that you remember what it's like to struggle with these things. Recently, yeah. if you're teaching someone how to build a salon suite business, you could say last year, I didn't even know how to get one client or like last year, I had no idea how to like figure out the tax situation as an independent. And then You've gone through so many obstacles, like you've done so many things that you didn't you don't even realize that you've done it until you look back at it. Yeah, so yeah, getting confidence is hard. Just know that people want to learn from you and know that the first time that you launch your course, you will feel a nervous wreck and you will not feel confident. But as you start to do it more and more, you will build that confidence in yourself. And that's a journey that I've had to go through myself. I had for years, such a lack of confidence in myself teaching at Facebook and Instagram ads. And the reason that my confidence was lacking is because I was teaching to beauty professionals and I myself wasn't a beauty professional. And that right. may sound simple, but that stood, stood in my way for so long. I was like, who am I to be teaching this? I don't even have a salon. I'm not a hairstylist. Like, I thought about closing my business so many times because of that. And I'm so glad that I didn't because my zone of genius is in being a good teacher and learning yeah. how to do, and learning for myself how to do ads and working with so many people on how to do them. Yeah. That I'm glad that I didn't let that lack of confidence stand in my way. So anyway, I'll get off my soapbox, but I'm sure you know too that like the confidence thing is probably the most important ingredient in being successful. Absolutely. And I think this goes no matter where you are. I think this goes at the beginning. I think this goes all throughout because it's vulnerable putting yourself out there. And I think that's the biggest struggle as teaching marketing. One of the things that I keep noticing is like when people have the strategy and they're not taking action, it always comes down to confidence and it always comes Mm -hmm. down to self-doubt and imposter syndrome and all the things. And so I think that this is going to be the case building that self confidence muscle and just, I think, letting go of that fear of judgment. And this is a conversation that I had with one of my business coaches was it's it's the fear of judgment really that it comes down to, right? You're yeah. scared of what other people will think. And it's typically not even the people that you're wanting to sell your course to or help. It's the people in your personal life or your old coworkers or whatever. Yeah. That is 
time and time again, the conversations that I have with educators and stylists alike is it feels uncomfortable to put yourself out there, but it's absolutely necessary if you want to grow in this side of our business and even in any side of business, because that is what people are attracted to now more than ever. And we both mm-hmm. know how important it is to grow a personal brand, no matter how you do it, if you want to step into that leadership role, which is exactly what any type of entrepreneurship in the beauty industry actually looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you are that you think the same way as I yeah. do. And just know that confidence grows. Don't feel like you have to feel super confident before you're ready to launch something. Do it even when you're scared. Absolutely. And then as you do it, it'll get easier and you will build that confidence in yourself. Absolutely. And like confidence is built on accomplishment. So it's not that you have to feel confident already. That's the biggest thing. And I talk to so many leaders in our industry, both on this podcast, in my agency, all in my business in general. And the biggest thing that they all have in common, that we all have in common is you do it anyway. You're scared Mm -hmm. and you're not confident and you do it anyway, because yeah. you're never, if you're waiting for that confidence to magically appear, it's never going to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then your big fear about what if no one buys it? What if I only have 10 people? Like then some of those fears might come true, but then you realize I'm okay. Like I thought that I would be like a, a terrible, like sad wreck, but I realized that I'm stronger than I thought and I'm not giving up and I'm still going to do this. And that builds confidence in yourself too confidence that you can weather the storm when things aren't easy. And that's something that I've learned about myself too, is like, you never really realize how strong you are until you're faced with those hard situations. And then you realize that you got through it and you're then your zone of comfort. And also, yeah, just belief in yourself that even when things are hard, you can go through it. That's an important thing to understand about yourself too. Absolutely. I think that's crucial. And oh, I just want to underscore everything you just said. I feel like that's there's <laughs> nothing to add. That's so good. Yeah. If someone is wanting to explore the idea of a digital course, what is the first step? Yeah. I would say one thing that could be a really good first step, obviously, is figuring out, is this the business that I want to build? Is this truly like something that's for me? Do I have something to teach? I think we all need like a little bit of like an understanding of, yeah, like what could this look like for me? Is this a right, is this the right step for me of building a course? So I do have a free resource. Actually, it's from my business coach. Like I mentioned before, she's the one who taught me everything that I know. I took her course, Digital Course Academy in 2019, and it absolutely changed my life because I learned how to make a course. I learned how to sell it. I learned how to turn it into a business that I love. So Amy taught me everything and I am a partner of Digital Course Academy. And so I tell people about it because I love it so much. And Amy's got a bunch of really cool free resources to help you figure out like, what's your course topic? Is this the right business model for me? What do I do next? All of that kind of thing. So she actually has a quiz to help you figure out like, your next steps of building an online course. If you go to bit.ly slash beauty course quiz, and I'll give you the link so you can put it in the show notes. So it's bit.ly slash beauty course quiz. I made that little bit.ly link. It links over to Amy's 
quiz and it's going to help you so much. The name of the quiz is just one second. I couldn't even remember the name of it. <laughs> Three types of people are replacing their income with a digital course. Are you one of them? It's a two minute quiz and it's going to help you figure out if you're sitting on digital course potential and where to go from there. Amazing. And can people find that at like the link in your Instagram bio as well? If they follow yes. you over on so social? If you, yeah. If you follow me on social, if you go to Stephanie Mitchell Marketing, you can find my Instagram and then you can, I'm linking to it in my bio. So you can take that quiz. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here, Stephanie. It was Thank so much you, fun Jody. talking to you. I'm chatting always. with you. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun. And I think it's a really cool topic and very relevant for now and the future. Like I really think that this is where our industry is going. Absolutely. And I love just how accessible it has made education for mm -hmm. the everyday stylist or beauty pro, because yeah. I know when I got into the industry, that was not the case. And so not only is it a great opportunity for those creating courses, but it's also such a great opportunity for our industry in general. Yeah. No matter where you live, no matter where you are, no matter what you want to learn, you can access it. And like I said, I entered the industry more than 15 years ago now. And that's when I stopped counting. And it it has evolved and made education so much more accessible. So thank you again for being here. And I'll see you next week, my listeners, on the next episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.